0: Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots and let's go. Welcome back to the one-year anniversary episode of Hiking the Highlands. I'm out here today on this beautiful blue sky, uh, sunny morning with uh, Justin Vinglass of DCNR. Uh, We're at the Babcock Division of the Galitzen State Forest, just outside of uh, Wimber, before you start heading down over the mountain on uh, State Route 56. I'm sure you can probably hear some traffic behind me we're we're about to to take off here so justin it's great to see you i'm so glad we were able to set this up so quickly um can you
1: talk to me about you know what you do with, with dcnr yeah josh uh it's good good being here with you um i'm a recreation forester with the glitzen state forest um sort of quick line of what i do i go out and keep the trails pretty open and cut trees off them and fix any like foot bridges and stuff oh, like wow. that um so you're,
0: you're the guy we have to thank when, <laughs> whatever yeah, if, you know if, after every winter and all the trees fall
1: the brushes yeah. across the trails and <laughs> yeah and we do projects where we fix up wet areas on the trails and things like that um okay so that's sort of my, my line of right, of work out here in the glitzen like so. you said thanks for being here and i know we're doing the the bog and
0: boulder trail today yes Okay, yep. so I've, I've hiked this before. You said there's a loop. Are we going to go up this way from the parking area? or Just okay. right here
1: across this little footbridge, and we'll go down, and it's about a mile to a mile and a quarter loop or so. Okay. We can walk that, and there's a scenic lookout to look out over the bog, and we'll see some beavers down in there. They, oh, they really? have some dams and stuff like that. That's so. awesome. Yeah. All right, well, let's get going. All right. Yeah, I've hiked...
0: Actually, the only time I've been out to Babcock here uh, mm. is on this trail. Go ahead, sorry. My my wife and I came out probably three years ago, I think. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what it was in it was right after the Fourth of July. I'll never forget it because we. The day before, I think we were at a picnic and we had like Monday off or whatever. And I was like, let's go hike. She goes, okay. And so let's go out here. I've always wanted to hit, you know, this section of the the state forest land because it's one Mm. of the biggest in this area. And uh, just absolutely gorgeous from what I understand. And I found the Bog and Boulder Trail. Mm. And then for whatever reason, we waited until like 11 o'clock in the morning to Mm. do this hike. By the time we were done, it was three o'clock, and I was dying because it was so hot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's still it's absolutely gorgeous just being out here uh, you know you go pretty far into the state forest land and then uh you go past. This area is Wolf's Rocks and loop up to the picnic grounds a few miles away and then walk all the way back to the Bog and Boulder parking area, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so we'll actually cross the JP Sailor Trail, which it will take you to the picnic area. And then like you said, you can go, if you take the right side of the loop that we're gonna be on here, it'll take you over to Wolf Rocks and then you can go um, it'd be across Verla Drive and then down yeah. into the picnic area from there too. Okay. So. so tell me about yourself, sir. Where, so how long have you been with, uh, DCNR? So I started with DCNR, not here at the Glitzen State Forest. Um, in 2015, I graduated from Penn State and with my bachelor's in forest science. Oh, cool. And I... Started out of Penn Nursery working with the inventory crew. Okay. Which they travel the state doing um, plots every five years and then that kinda gives the um, they the plots give oh, the step on a little frog. No. <laughs> they give the districts an idea. Um, what they have for timber out there, what's okay. what's manageable, yeah, and what's too steep to manage, and things like that. Yeah, um, is that something you kind of always wanted to do, or, well, I always wanted to do a career outdoors. I enjoy being outside, hiking, hunting, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's kind of what got me into forestry. Okay. Are you you from this area, or? Yeah, I'm originally from Crescent. Oh no way. Yep. Oh wow.
0: That's so, uh. I actually, I'm very familiar with that area um, okay. for a long, well, not a long, long time, but for a few years, I worked for the Crescent Mainliner. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was always up there. When mm-hmm. you said your last name was Vinglass, I was like, Yeah. that sounds like a Crescent Galitzen name.
1: Yep, yep. So, yes. Yeah, so after Penn Nursery, I worked there till the spring of 2017, and then a forest technician position came open here the glitzen state forest yeah and i had actually done some an externship here while i was in college and i job shadowed a couple foresters in high school so they knew of me a little bit and i, okay. I think got your foot helped, in the door kind of helped get my <laughs> foot in the door and then i got hired as a tech here and i actually just got full-time as a rec forester last month
0: that's really exciting congrats so, thank you yeah so uh so walk me through like kind of the responsibilities of your job here with this this section of the state forest land
1: um well like i said a lot of it's keeping trails open and passable for everyone that uses them and all the different user groups yeah and um keeping the blazes nice and bright so that people don't get lost and things like that i know there's a a section
0: here once you get through the bog Mm -hmm. and you go out a ways I think towards to the right towards Wolf's Rocks that's where the boulders come in yeah. you're on just these huge slabs of of uh sandstone and mm. granite that the trees have grown on and up through which is really cool yeah but <laughs> But it's also real easy to get lost there. Yeah. (laughs) Because the the trees are so scattered and so thick, it's hard seeing the blazes Mm -hmm. to find out, like, you know, there's several times you got to take your time, you know, go slow, take your time, Uh and go, okay, all right, where's the next one? All right,
1: I've made it to this one. Where's the next one from here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, trying to keep them where there's not too many blazes, where, you know... It, like, ruins the scenery. Yeah, ruins the scenery versus having enough that people don't get lost so so do you enjoy your work yeah i enjoy i enjoy this a lot yep i'm not the type to like to sit behind a desk and that kind of (laughs) thing so it's nice to be outside all the time and working outdoors and you know being out here with nature and stuff like that that's i i
0: know i love it i do it recreationally
1: yeah Uh, but i (laughs) love it Yeah,
0: especially areas like this protected forest lands is is so great. And the fact that, you know, a a group of people had the forethought to say, Mm -hmm. you know, let's let's make sure that this can be used by, you know, for generations to come.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. Um, We actually just south of us, we have the the clear shade wild area Mm -hmm. and it's. It's like completely protected. You, we're not allowed to do timber sales or anything in the wild areas. Oh, really? The, yeah, the JP Sailor Trail, it goes through there, and then we have a swinging bridge down there. And you can cross the swinging bridge, and there's a big loop of the JP Sailor that goes through the wild area. It's a really nice hike. Okay, where's so where's that from here? From where we're at on, Gosh. if you'd continue, down Shade Road south. There's a little path, it's called Fisherman's Path, it'll take you down. Okay, I've seen that on maps. Yeah, it'll take you right down to uh, where the Swinging Bridge is, and you cross the creek there, and then that loop, that's, that's part that's of the cool. J.P. Sailor Loop uh, for the wild area.
0: Okay. Well, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. There is, there's so many outdoor recreational
1: opportunities in this
0: area, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people know about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah I, I think that's one of the big things with the Glitzen State Forest the, a lot of people confuse us with Glitzen Prince Glitzen Prince State Glitzen. Park yeah
0: yeah, yeah cuz so. there's there's Glitzen State Forest all over the
1: commonwealth yeah well it's it's all state forest land state forest okay we here are Glitzen State Forest oh I got gotcha. you so there's 20 different districts I believe it is wow Yeah, So there's uh, Tioga State Forest, um, Susquehannock, they're up north, like Potter County and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we we have the Babcock Division and the Rager Mountain Division. Oh, I've hiked the Rager Mountain Division a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that one I'm real familiar with. Yeah, our Babcock Division's like 16,800 acres, roughly, and Rager Mountain's around 7600 acres okay well I didn't realize they were that big yeah yeah total in the glitzin we have right around 25,000 acres wow yeah, this is one of those places that uh, so a few years
0: ago I went out to Cuyahoga National Park out mm-hmm. in Ohio and I was hiking it and you know went pretty much all over <laughs> I looked around as I was hiking and I thought wow this looks identical to the trails back home. Yeah. <laughs> and that got me thinking. I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if, uh, you know, if Pennsylvania got its own national park park. Yeah. You know, we, we have a lot of national park sites like Flight 93, yeah. the Allegheny Portage Railroad, a yeah. uh, bunch east of the state. Mm. Um, but to actually have a place that we can say, like, this is our national park land. Because, if I remember correctly, there's only a handful on the entire east coast of protected land like that. Um, And part of that was just because of the, uh, basically the colonization of this area. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where everybody landed, so this is the part that got developed and treed and and converted and tilled. And out west, they didn't have that, so they were able to find those beautiful areas and say okay we know what we've done before let's not do that now yeah (laughs) point being i always thought babcock would be a perfect
1: candidate for a national park (laughs) (laughs) well actually uh back before the commonwealth owned the ground um it was owned by the babcock lumber company back in the from let's see here
0: I know you've got, a, you've got a
1: pile of notes here, yeah. <laughs> which I really appreciate. Yeah, from so from 1897 to 1914, it was all logged by oh, the Babcock geez. Lumber Company. It was all old growth, like American chestnut and oh, a lot of uh, The hemlock. good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like all the hardwoods, they were harvested and used for the uh, charcoal and iron industry.
0: Okay. I know that's... Uh, a friend of mine, Nate, once told me mm-hmm. that all of Pennsylvania at some point was logged. The yeah. entire state at one point was, was cut in the last 200 years.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the Babcock Lumber Company, they logged like 20,000 acres out of just, out of just, just this area. Yeah, wow. and once they logged it all off, then they sold it to the Commonwealth. Uh, they, <laughs> once, once they were done with it. <laughs> yeah, once they were done with it, like 1949 and 1950 is when they sold it to... The okay. commonwealth. So, The I didn't realize it had been around for, well,
0: I didn't realize that the Commonwealth had owned it for, uh, you know, that, not that long. But mm-hmm. I feel like 1950 wasn't too far away from now. Yeah. And I see there, there's a bunch of, let's stop here. This is like the fourth or fifth uh, little placard that we've come across. I saw one said, I think American Elm, and then this one says Serviceberry.
1: Yeah so this is like an educational trail guide okay we have and the, we have these placards every so often in front of a tree so then like this one here's service berry this this tree here here's is a tree. service berry so then that way people can kind of learn and id trees while they're out on the hike too that's really we cool. have these little trail guides you can get at our office or yeah. at our maintenance headquarters down here i'm sure you can get them there wow so,
0: that's really awesome yeah I always love uh, being able to hike and learn at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even has, they even have the Latin names on them too. Oh yeah. So. I, I'm not even going to venture to pronounce that.
0: As, as soon as I leaned forward, I stepped into a spider web. Oh man. You get lots of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can see the forest is starting to kind of open up here on our right yeah it's the the start of the bogs down in here this is where we we actually just that was the split for the loop right back there where the okay, where we could go trip. left or right, yeah, so we'll go here left and th- this will take us down to the overlook and then we'll loop back up around and come back to the split again and okay back up to the vehicles nice. so that's I'm really excited about this part because I know mm-hmm. um
0: the the bog is really interesting because it's prehistoric like th- this thing is ancient and it's it's uh protected so
1: it it looks the way it did Mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of years ago well actually this the i told you uh, my uh, old boss retired retired i actually called him to ask him this was actually all hemlock back when babcock lumber company owned it yeah and after they timbered it things changed and the water table rose and that's what formed the bog sort of oh
0: oh geez i was very wrong <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's... okay then at the very least i'm thinking
0: about the ferns that are down there probably yeah
1: <laughs> okay yeah and well the boulders the the boulder fields and stuff too is what that's all that's all that's all been here for a long time when the glaciers and stuff formed and yeah. that sort of formed the boulder fields and things. okay okay so yeah
0: well thank you for correcting me on that yeah. After you, sir. Yeah, a lot. A lot of this section initially going in is is single track for anybody listening. Just so you know, uh, don't don't bring you know the whole family out here and expect to be able to walk five wide.
1: <laughs> you see where the water's up kind of high. The beavers, are, that's their the freshest dam that's that we have is over there. Okay. It, you'll see when we come back up around the loop on the other end. One of our footbridges is. Is underwater. We're gonna do a little rerouting on the trail. Yeah, probably routed in with the JP Sailor to go around that since the beavers keep moving upstream. They keep moving up, yeah. Yeah, you said they had just built one of these dams recently. Yeah, we can. If you want, we can go off the beaten path, and I can take you down. And when we get over to that side and check out the, that'd the be, be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I've only ever seen a beaver's dam like from a distance. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. uh, I. I wondered like i said whenever i hiked this a few years ago there was a point where there was a footbridge and it was fine to get to it through the bog but then right past that footbridge it was just all flooded out and we couldn't uh you know we couldn't figure out where to go next there was no you you couldn't cross the flooded area and and the next um uh, blaze was like 200 yards off and so we ended up having to scoot around a bunch of pines and go under and over branches and you're feeling out the ground because it's all like quicksand you know you step on it and immediately sink in <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's the lower section here we'll get to it uh they they had problems with beavers down there and that was part of the deal but since then they moved upstream they moved up. it, it dried out some but it's still kind of wet okay. this trail's kind of been a problem for for these guys for a while now because of the the beavers. It's, well it's in a bog so trying yeah. to keep you out of the water is a little bit of a challenge. Yeah.
0: I guess I, I should put a, a warning on the show like, hey if you're gonna do this, be be aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not all dry. No. <laughs> but it is absolutely beautiful. I mean the
1: it's okay, a really nice hike. Yeah. I, I like
0: this I'm just thinking here as we're we're walking through this high grass and there's ferns all of all around us and some some wild vines and cool-looking trees and the sun's coming through the the uh you know the upper canopy and I mean this is just wonderful. This is this is what I like about hiking. Being out like in deep in the
1: forest. Here's another one of these. Oh, bush bush berries. Yeah. So they they need a little work cuz obviously plants some plants don't come back every year so yeah. you know, they but well, right here's your low bush blueberry. A, okay. It's oh, not it's a blue in front of it. Yeah.
0: You're not kidding, it's yep. it's
1: small. There's that and here's Here's your. a little bit. Yep. That's so, neat. Yeah. Is this is this it too? Yep, yeah, that's that's the blueberry too. Okay. It's it's got the green new growth on it. Blueberry does. Okay. So when will that start producing fruit? It should be soon here. Okay. If if not already. Is that the blackberries are out. Yeah. So yeah. I was growing up as a kid we always had uh the back of the yard was full of
0: blackberries and black raspberries. Yeah. That was my favorite part about summer is you know <laughs> school was getting close to coming back, but at least uh you know the blackberries and the black raspberries were out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, see there's some blackberries and stuff. Oh yeah, look at that. Of course that's dewberry.
0: I was gonna say that's that's real yeah, low to the ground. That's but. dewberry. Still edible?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> not, I don't. There's a lot of it though. Yeah. That's when we were walking. I I said about the vines. I thought I was looking at this, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was um I thought it was a vine or I thought it was strawberry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry looks real similar, and then dewberries sort of. They they're real similar looking. Yeah. Cool. so quiet out here yeah yeah once you get a little bit farther away from route 56 it's definitely (laughs) definitely nice peaceful yeah and i
0: love how wild this trail is like i like i said before with all you know walking through the high grass and the the ferns and it's it is it's just a single track if you uh (laughs) almost uh if, if you didn't know what you were looking for you might miss it which uh, I had just read the book on trails Mm -hmm. and in later parts of it, uh, the author starts talking about, um, you know, he interviews trail builders and their duality with trail users Mm -hmm. and the fact that they want uh, hikers and bikers and all that to go a particular way. But innately as trail users, we, find the path of least resistance (laughs) especially if there's like an attraction you know if there's a waterfall or something just off the trail we we go to it and if one of us goes to it creates a little footpath then many of us go to it and create a new trail and uh you know that was something he talked about or one of the the trail builders talked about was finding that balance of trying to keep a trail as wild looking as possible so it doesn't you know it's not blatant that you're you know walking on a you know 10 foot wide trail or something but also keeping it uh, as marked as possible as well to show people where to go
1: yeah yeah that's one thing we try and keep everyone on the same path that way you know, everybody's not just blundering through the woods and making their own sort of path. Yeah,
0: I know there's a section up here. Whenever you get to the bog, that says, you know, this is, this is protected. Don't leave the, you know, the boardwalk. Like,
1: yeah, there's some pretty rare plants out in that bog, so we don't want people just walking around out there and picking them and yeah, tramping on them and killing them and stuff. That makes sense.
0: I'm starting to see some of those ferns. At least I think so. <laughs> I was talking about these big, big ferns. I mean, you're looking at like three feet tall, and their I mean, their leaves are absolutely massive.
1: Yeah, these would be cinnamon fern. Cin- what these are? Okay. So yeah, they get they get huge, like you said. Yeah. Inter- interrupted fern looks really similar to it. It's got like a, a break in it where some of these here. Like leaves would be. Oh, so it's literally looking. interrupted. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> I like I like when things have literally like a literal name.
1: <laughs> have you hiked a lot of the this Babcock Division? Um, I haven't been on all of it since I've been here because I I work I work with all the foresters, so I I help with some of the timber sales and all that kind of thing. Okay. I've been on a lot of the trails down here, but not all of them yet.
0: Yeah. So. So with uh, with the state forest, so some timber sales are allowed? Yeah. Yep. Is it like, like a select cutting?
1: Our, mostly. It's, we don't call it a select cut. It's We use silviculture practices like um, shelter wood is what we would call it. Okay. You sort of go in and thin the forest a little bit and cut the smaller trees mm-hmm. and open up the canopy for well, that light allows, to get. Yeah, that allows the other ones to grow bigger. and. Yeah, it, it allows the other trees to grow bigger and it gets your regen started so it can grow. And once it starts getting fairly big, then we'll go back in and do the removal cut. Okay. And we'll take off the most of the rest of the trees. There's there's guidelines on what we have to leave. So once we cut the overstory off, we will then essentially, the, the regen will, will grow up and uh, you'll have a new forest in, you know, 60, decades. 60 years or yeah. so. But. That's
0: that's one thing that I was going to say brought up uh, in that book on trails is he said um, whenever people came over here mm-hmm. to, to North America, they thought that uh, the Native Americans had this like perfect, pristine, uh, you know, forest. In fact, some of the people, some of the colonizers said uh, or quoted saying that paths through like the chestnuts and the elms were were wide enough to fit a carriage mm-hmm. they couldn't understand they thought that's just how the trees grew when yeah. in reality the the Native Americans had a very uh, unique and accurate system of cutting and burning to m- shape the forest to their needs yeah and now we look back on it and realize how actually how intelligent they were with their forestry mm-hmm. and how we have kind of adopted some of those techniques and the necessity of that for a healthy forest, yeah you know mm-hmm. you you let it you let a forest go basically as wild as possible,
1: and you're not going to get the best healthiest section of land, yeah, actually, a young forest is probably the most diverse for for animal species and bird species and things like that, where like an old growth forest doesn't really have the benefits for wildlife as much as like a young forest would really so yeah because it i mean you figure an old growth forest doesn't have anything growing underneath yeah so it's sort of like a wasteland almost for yeah. animals there's nothing for them to browse on and yeah i mean birds use it more than anything probably right but but birds birds love the early the early, early stuff. stuff too that makes so, sense yeah all right watch well, your step here i i should have had you carry some boards in with me <laughs> i have all the boards to fix this footbridge. Oh, i would have done it. yeah uh, just need to get the time to carry the stuff in and yeah. pull the old boards off and nail the new ones on. <laughs> they're, they're cut and ready to go though. Really? <laughs> yep. Hey that that's the price of uh you know being
0: this far out into the forest. Yeah. It's not uh not an easy job carrying supplies in.
1: No, especially when you got a single track trail to come in on. Yeah. You can't use anything to but your your own body to carry everything
0: in <laughs> when it's just you i can't imagine you're you're able to uh you know slap about eight uh two by fours on your back and, and
1: walk in yeah yeah I, I i gotta coordinate with the the maintenance foreman and get somebody to give me a hand carrying supplies in so i can get that fixed yeah I'm hoping to get to it here in, in a week or so i had everything ready to go and we have a over on our pot ridge section mm-hmm. uh, we manage that there for, uh, it's old reclaimed strip mines from Coonies, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's grassland and we now manage it for the rare and threatened bird species. Oh, that's awesome, Bill. Yeah, we, we have the upland sandpiper, the northern harrier, henslow sparrow, and the short-eared owl. Now, is that, uh, whatever you're driving on 56
0: getting to this area, you can see it off on the left- there's like, um...
1: oh, that's that VR. That's the area we have for rough grouse. Before you get to our uh, main okay. shop, there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all managed for rough grouse. It's all aspen. Okay. We go in every. I'd have. I'm not sure how many years it is, but we'll go in and you cut the aspen, and then it re-sprouts. Oh. So, because wow. grouse like the uh, the seeds from the yeah, aspen. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we made it to the bog. Yeah. This is. We're here. There's platform right there Yeah. So, lots of
0: okay. uh, spindly trees yeah kind of poking through now are mm. these
1: is this just dead
0: wood or
1: um i'm sure like these dead trees here just yeah. they they look i would guess them to be cherry okay. yeah it looks like there's some bark left on them i would say those are cherry okay. it's probably just flooded out from the water table being so high and uh, yeah you can't handle that, that amount of water that much. so yeah <laughs> we have cherry decline too down here really so that it's sort of yeah the cherry a lot of the cherries dying off and things from the cherry decline so okay i didn't realize there was a there was a decline yeah yeah even the regen it doesn't doesn't come back like it used to i so i'm told that's a shame yeah just go up these couple of
0: steps here you say this is probably maybe 20 feet off the ground or so?
1: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, 15, 20 feet. Wow,
0: and then you just get this
1: amazing view of the bog. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a, definitely a really nice view. You see where the hemlocks were dying off. Oh, yeah. From, between the water and the, well, the hemlock woolly adelgid, too, kills the hemlocks what's that it's it's a, like a mite oh okay underneath the needles and it, it eventually kills the kills the hemlock off i gotcha a nice breeze up here mm-hmm. <laughs> dry out our pants and i know right?
0: <laughs> i knew i knew i wanted to come in the morning though i mean it was a little cooler yeah. this morning yeah I, I would prefer morning too before yeah. it gets real hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't want to be out here at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon when it's 87 degrees and the humidity under the trees is like a hundred percent
1: yeah when when i was looking at figuring out what to do with this lower end of the trail and where the beavers are at now there's like there's a beaver dam down here and then i sort of walked up through and would poke out into the bog every so often on my way back up the other side and yeah there's like four different places they had it dammed up at one time, and like I said, now they're up. They're way up. Working their way upstream, they yeah. got fresher the farther up I went. And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Beaver dams are protected. Yeah. So you, you can't like you can't just go, go in go, and tear them out. No, I think you have to get a hold of the game commission for certain reasons they'll do it but, okay and relocate the beavers or whatever yeah but i mean it's it's a bog in a wild area so I, I think the consensus for us is just just let, let them here and you know work around them yeah so, this is their home too so yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah it's already a swampy bog so yeah. Let's
0: get into it. All right. <laughs> it's a good thing you turned because I was going to keep going straight. <laughs> Would have completely missed the trail. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little rough in through here where there's not too many trees to put blazes on. <laughs> but it's most of the time the track stays fairly beaten down. and we Yeah. Kind of see where the trail goes.
0: Yeah. Wow more of these ferns these ones are like five feet high though
1: <laughs> yeah they get pretty big what kind of wildlife is out here um we got you know a little bit of everything there's deer there's bears out in here yeah on 16 thousand acres i imagine <laughs> yeah yeah a bear sighting is a little more rare they they tend to stay a little farther away mm-hmm. but it's nice to see them they usually they really don't bother you much Obviously, if they have cubs, but
0: yeah, they're they're not worried about you. No, they're not grizzlies. <laughs> no,
1: we got turkeys. Like I said, grouse. There's grouse out along in the grouse habitat there. You passed on fifty six on the way in. Yeah, so all kind of different bird species. That's
0: cool. So, what kind of equipment do you use in your your career
1: for the trail work or? Yeah. Mostly, just a chainsaw. Mostly, okay. Just cutting trees off the trail and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, on our like our trails that are drivable, we use a UTV to to clear some of those. It's more efficient than walking. Mm-hmm. Up at our regular Mountain Division, we we put in a bunch of new shared use trail. So that'd be open for mountain bikes, uh, horseback riding, snowmobiles in the winter time. Oh, I didn't realize that yeah we put in quite a bit of new trail up there and uh that was in the last couple of years two, two years or so they used a bulldozer to brush it in we actually uh it was built off of a lot of old skid roads and stuff so oh, we're gonna go that way okay That's your path let's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking I was like did did the trail go to the right or is it going
1: straight <laughs> yeah yeah, a lot of people don't hike around this loop anymore because it was wet for so long. Yeah, uh, it, it really wasn't even passable for for a while. Oh,
0: jeez. Hopefully, uh, we can get some more people out here, more, yeah, more feet on the trail. We'll open it up again. And what's uh, you know, in the Babcock Division? What's your most popular trail? Is it Our... John P. Sailor? Or
1: i'd say that and the lost turkey trails pretty are probably on the top of the list for like our longer hiking trails because mm-hmm. uh so the jp sailor trail is 18 miles long and the lost turkey trail is 26 miles but all 26 miles of the lost turkey is not on state forest land it actually goes off of state forest land it will go through game lands and up to blue knob state park yeah and it ends somewhere up that way okay is that I,
0: that's why whatever we were talking on the phone i googled it and the uh, lost turkey trail popped me off in blue knob and i was like wait that's not where i want to be <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because yeah that's that's it crosses through blue knob state park so okay yep but uh one of our smaller loop trails that's pretty popular is uh the picnic loop trail yeah. if you go to our picnic area it's probably only a mile okay it nice little loop trail and it has the the uh, it's the educational trail with the placards on the trees oh, and nice. stuff. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, where people like that one too. Get off of
0: me, you fly. Uh, so now we're we're literally in the middle of the bog. I mean there's water on either side of us and below this little foot bridge and some wild raisin, according to this placard. Okay, see this is this wow, where... this is a lot deeper than it was whenever I was
1: here. Yeah, there's, this is. There's a dam right up there, and this this is the part where people were complaining because you you couldn't go any farther than this before. Yeah. So see, this
0: is earlier. Whenever I was telling you, we came to this and went well, and it, back then, mm-hmm. this whole area beyond the bridge was flooded. Yeah. So we had to walk up through these pines, these dead pines, mm-hmm. and like go that way and, and find our way back onto the trail.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they really put some destruction on this lower <laughs> end of this trail with all yeah, the water that was here. <laughs> we, need, we do need to get in here and, and put a footbridge in this bottom yeah. section so that you can go the whole way around. The little
0: stream running through here is not too
1: deep, but solid, right? solid right there, okay. Oh, go
0: or something and going that way? No, nah, the trail goes up the trail. Oh, that goes that way, oh, okay. Yeah, probably deer, I saw some prints in the mud over there. Yeah,
1: they could be using it and heading up through the, the pines
0: there. Just took a, a big whiff of fog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nothing smells better than uh warming, decayed plant life. <laughs> I saw. I heard flapping. It was some. We scared a bird, a duck, or something.
1: It has been it's still pretty wet, and it has been pretty dry for the last, you know, however many weeks. Yeah. I, we gotten, I mean, we've gotten some rain, but nothing like soaking.
0: Yeah. It's uh, not too bad. Yeah. I've been on worse trails. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs>
0: So, oh, geez. Slid on a rock. Yeah. Um, you had talked about the, you know, the, the Rager Mountain Division. Mm-hmm. Where, where are the trailheads for that?
1: Um, most of that's shared use. I mean, you can still hike on it. Um, we have, we actually put in a new vista up there. Snyder's Vista, we called it. And it's at the top of Stevenson Farm Road. And the end of gas company road okay Um, so i mean if anybody's interested in that we have our share our uh, public use maps and it's not on the old ones but we'll be getting new ones that should be on there okay but we literally just finished it this spring (laughs) so so that's just like a nice overlook area or yeah it overlooks out towards the kramer uh yeah town of kramer and without the map here let me pull the map up and see. Oh, okay, I can show you where it's at on the map. Then, so you come in Gas Company Road off the Shong. So right here, there's a parking area, mm-hmm. and it sort of looks over the Conemaugh Gap here, up towards Kramer. <laughs> so I think you I can, can overlook all this. <laughs> so this uh, Stevenson Farm Road. Yeah. Is it all gravel here? Yeah. This this road coming up Tollgate here. Yeah. From from down by cernix and johnstown yeah that's a township road so it's kind of rough until you hit our ground and then it's like a nice gravel road like right out here on shade road okay i i have driven this road by accident
0: before oh really yes so my wife and i we were hiking the charles f lewis natural area here okay and we had to get up we were meeting her uh her family in um it was the grove restaurant i just can't think of where it's at Mm -hmm. oh on 422 okay and i went well, I'm not going to drive all the way back up to 22 and drive over. So the Google Maps has showed me that there is a road that connects the Dishong that I can go up. Okay. I'm in my little Grand Dam Pontiac Grand Dam, <laughs> and it was treacherous <laughs> trying to get up that initial, like you said, that township part of the road. Yeah. And then once I got to the top of the mountain, though, you know, you're in the middle of the forest. It's a yeah. nice gravel road. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't know if we're supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
1: open. You can you can drive it. I mean, there's no winter maintenance, but yeah, it's it's passable all summer long, and uh, it it gets a little rough out here on Gas Company Road because yeah. that's uh, we that's not our road either. But well, uh, then that's when I got up to that gas the the power the uh, generating station
0: whatever it yeah, is yeah. up there. Yep. I'm like, oh, I really don't think we're supposed to be here because <laughs> we ended up instead of going to the right here and connecting the dishong, there's another little like atv path that goes straight behind the plant
1: yeah yeah that just goes to a dead end yeah and then yep. so
0: i'm like well we're behind the plant i'm driving down this like rutted grass path that i'm like mm-hmm. i i don't know where we are and my wife's <laughs> freaking out she's like we were supposed to have dinner like half an hour ago I'm like i promise i'll figure my way out of here <laughs> yeah
1: but uh but yeah, so you can park at the uh, Clark Run, uh, the natural area parking yeah. lot down here, right off
0: four twenty or four hundred three.
1: Yeah, right off four hundred three, and then if you go up where you were saying up on this gas company road, there's Rager Mountain Road. It mm-hmm. just goes down and dead ends. Uh, Rager Mountain Trail crosses right there, so you can there's parking areas right near there, nice. and then you can hike this Rager Mountain Trail or go all the way down to Clark Run and all the way back up too. Wow, and that's so, a nice trail too. Yeah, it's a really nice hike. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a good bit of blowdown this past winter on Clark Run Trail yeah. on the, on the side that you kind of walk along the, it, the, 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 I creek call with the, the goat water- path. <laughs> yeah, the goat path. <laughs> yeah. I've, I did a lot of saw work on that this spring. Okay. So. Yeah. I've never hiked the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting about that. It's real rocky on the other side and it's super steep coming back down to the parking lot. Okay. But it's, it's still a nice. It's hike. Pass- yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that whole area, I was taken up there uh, by a UPJ professor, mm-hmm. uh, a geology professor. I can't think of his name now. But I'm thinking it. it might be Steve. Okay. But uh, he was telling me so, where they cut 403 into the mountain there mm-hmm. actually exposed uh, this Loyal Hanna limestone, which is unique to this part of the Appalachian re- mountain range. Oh, yeah? Like, there's, it's just a section and I, it's sandwiched between two other rock layers. But uh, just down a little further here, across from the uh, the sewer treatment plant on 403, yeah, there's an old quarry where they used to mine out the Loyal Hanna limestone, mm-hmm. and it was used for um, in the steel making process. Okay. Yeah, and now uh, I think it's a New Enterprise still mines it somewhere in the state, hmm. and they sell it to PennDOT. PennDOT uses it as an anti-skid
1: material. Oh yeah. Yeah interesting
0: yeah. yeah
1: that's neat <laughs> I'm full of useless knowledge okay that's, that's good <laughs> useless knowledge is always it's at least knowledge
0: yeah <laughs> I do love these boardwalks being able to, to walk right through the, the bog and get a kind of up close look at all
1: of it yeah it keeps you up out of the water but yet yeah, you're right in the bog to see everything yeah all the cool plants and stuff
0: Oh, geez. Sorry, I almost just throw that off the trail. Yeah. I almost kicked you with that stick. I'll tell you what. I bought these Merrell boots a couple of years ago because I needed new ones, right? Yeah. And they're great. You know, I'm actually surprised. They're soaking wet on the outside, but my feet are dry, yeah. which is the first time in this situation. <laughs> Usually, as soon as they start getting wet with, like, grass, uh-huh. they just start seeping in. But yeah. um, the one big problem with them is if they're wet and I walk on rocks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're terrible for grip. Oh, okay. I, I will slide slippery. right off the rock.
1: Huh. Yeah, my, my feet are starting to get a little soggy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry, no, no, I, you, you've got to work the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's, you hear a little squeaking. It's me sliding off rocks. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Well, that is real slippy. Look at that. There's a nice park bench.
1: Yeah, bench there. You can look out over, over the bog. And we're here right where the trail splits and heads up the wolf rocks, actually. Oh, okay. It's right here. There's a sign on the tree there. and Oh, it goes left. Okay. Yep. It goes left up the wolf rocks and we'll just keep heading up alongside the bog and continue the loop. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see over here it says boulder trail. Yeah. Yep.
0: I saw that other sign, but it's facing away from me.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, somebody lost a glove. Sure did. Yeah. Wolf rocks is interesting. I mean, it's quite a ways back into the forest from where we're at now, mm-hmm. but, uh, just a really nice collection of, uh, on the boulder field, I guess, would be the best description. But it's not really a boulder field because it's in the
1: middle of the forest. Yeah, it's not really like a an overlook with a nice view or anything. It's just, a, yes. like you said, a big boulder. Like I guess like a boulder field. Like Yeah. Like pile of rock.
0: I know, whenever we were there, we stopped and mm-hmm. took a break and I climbed all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Though for safety reasons, that's not advisable. (laughs) (laughs) So what other kind of cool information do you have in that notebook?
1: Just have a few things of, like, other recreational opportunities and that realm.
0: Yeah, what else can you do here in Babcock?
1: Well, well we, other than hiking, mountain biking, horseback riding, snowmobiling... Mm -hmm. Cross country ski trails. Jeez. Have one of those. Looks like I have to bring the chainsaw in here to cut a couple more trees off that come down since the last time I've been on. (laughs) Um, There's geocaching, uh, bird watching, photography, scenic driving, all those recreational opportunities for for the public. Um, There's just about everything. Yeah, uh, actually, we do, we do allow, um, primitive camping. Okay. So, you go, you have to be, don't quote me on the distance, I think it's at least 100 feet from your vehicle. Okay. You have to be camping. Yeah. So, if you hike in, you know, you can
0: go off the trail
1: here and find a spot and camp for the night. There's actually a spot a lot of people go up here, we'll pass it on the way out. Okay. But, uh. Do you have to get, like, a permit through DCNR to do that? Yeah, a permit is required if you're staying for more than one night. Ah. And if more than 10 people are in your group, you need a letter of authorization. That makes sense. But just for, like, one night, uh, we don't require, you know, a okay. permit or anything.
0: Any overnight parking, or um, is it a, Just you in you our parking areas. Off. Okay. Yeah, I didn't you know can... some places,
1: you, they don't, like,
0: they'll let you camp, but they won't let you park your car there overnight. Yeah, you can't, like,
1: just camp in our parking area yeah, yeah, yeah. right next to your car you yeah. have to be off the path like i said i, I can't remember offhand what the distance is away yeah. from your vehicle but if you parked out here where we did today yeah and come down in i'll, I'll show a you few where. few miles in yeah you know even a half a mile in or something yeah so yeah that's you can neat. camp for one night you know
0: that's neat that's i'm stuff. always looking for places to camp yeah so <laughs> yep it's been i was actually just talking to my friend about that the other day that it's been a few years since i i went camping uh you know just with work and life trying to carve out uh, you know three days in a a weekend to, with nothing else going on to go out and spend some time in the forest although needed uh yeah it's more difficult than it sounds
1: yeah it's definitely i'm sure if you're like me you stay busy and yep. finding <laughs> the time to do things is tough yeah yep. And I just bought a house. so oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll keep you busy. Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's one thing family kept saying after uh, after we bought it. They're like, well, you can't ever say you're bored again. There's <laughs> always something to do. Yep. I'll tell you what. Some of these, uh, these walking bridges have really held out well.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Oh, not, not the trail. Nope. Oh, thank you, sir.
1: Uh-huh. Looks like I oh jeez bring a chainsaw in here <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez yeah a lot of this i just hiked this trail early spring i think none of this was down well yeah
0: well i mean this is fresh you can see the the leaves yeah, are the still leaves. green
1: yep well that's another we have a beach the beech trees got between the beach scale is is killing the bigger ones and now now the beech trees are getting the another disease a beech leaf disease it's called oh jeez! it's you see how little and shriveled up the leaves are on these yeah. trees it the beach scale kills the bigger trees tends to kill them and then the the leaf disease is is getting them all but the smaller ones are that's such a shame yeah the smaller ones are getting it worse you you can kind of see how thin the leaves are a lot of this is beach in here so okay we're on the far side of the bog now yeah yeah, yeah, we're we're getting close to back up to the okay. to the trailhead. So well, we, we gotta find our way around this beach tree, I guess. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> looks like it broke off about ten feet up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. Thank you.
0: Well, plus we had a lot of wind come through
1: recently, and mm-hmm. you can actually see the white. Oh, is that tuffs. what that is? That's yeah, the beach scale. Yep, it's sort of like almost rots the tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: Ah, that wasn't so bad. Dig the bug off my neck, whatever it landed on. So we're coming up here to the flooded section of the bog and boulder trail. Oh, man, you weren't kidding. It is. It is definitely flooded.
1: The trail should technically... Used to be able to see this with the reflection of the sun, you can't really see the footbridge underwater anymore. But it should be right down here. Okay. I can't really see it. No. But there's their huts right there and then the dam's a little farther down. Wow. But yeah. Scoot around. Oh, you can see all the trees that they've nibbled off here. It's impressive what a beaver what a group of beavers can do.
0: It really is, because that I mean it doesn't even look like it's been chewed off. It looks like it's been cut. Mm-hmm. beavers I've always wanted to see one in the wild but I know they're only active
1: at like the early morning and then at dusk they work through the night some too really yeah okay Yeah, they'll be active in the in, at night oh. like you said they don't really come out too much in the broad daylight no they hide down in their huts mm-hmm. <laughs> that is neat to see though yeah I mean yeah it's you know it's a it's a bog so why not let them here? and
0: yeah Maybe they're people. not hurting Maybe. anything yep i know you said we're we're real close to the the parking area again so it's just a little bit up the path but i really appreciate you taking the time to to take me out here in the bog and boulder yeah. trail in the babcock division of the glitzen state forest land so uh
1: yeah thank yeah. you yeah you're welcome you know it was it was good being out here with you and showing you around a little bit so right.
0: that wraps up our episode of hiking the highlands for more tribune democrat podcasts visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts have a suggestion want to get in touch you can email me at jbyers at tripdem.com. you can also follow me on twitter my handle is journo_josh. underscore josh